Hey Who fans, and welcome to the Big Blue Box Podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Maria. And I'm George. Yay, and welcome to the May Roundtable. Thank you, thank you, thank you, everybody, for dropping in and listening to another episode, another roundtable. It's um, it's like the month just whiz by with this bunch, with this lot. So you guys have saved the day, actually. You've um, we uh, the regular podcast episodes that I would normally do with Adam. You know him as the Geeks Handbag. They are um on a bit of a hiatus at the moment as uh, we can't, we just can't get our schedules to line up because he's in another country and traveling, and I'm working and traveling as well and it's just a bit of a nightmare so you guys would have seen um over on twitter the update for that stuff so uh the big blue box round tables continue though i said to these guys i was like we're still going to do the round tables and they were like yeah of course we're going to do the round tables still you're not getting away with putting that on hiatus as well so uh so it's all good so you guys have come to the rescue as always to chat doctor who and all things who so we're going to talk about on this on this one we're going to talk about the recent trailer drop that went out just before that very epic, classy, international, European musical competition that was Eurovision. And uh, yeah, it was a kind of a good build up that because uh, I saw loads of tweets for about, I don't know, about an hour before Eurovision, maybe half an hour, saying, who's excited about the trailer drop for Doctor Who during Eurovision? I was thinking, that's weird. Because there's no adverts during Eurovision, unless they're going to do like a like a weird comic relief kind of thing where they just cut away and and do something Doctor Who. But it was very cool. We had it in the. Um, it was only a small trailer, which we'll obviously get onto in a second. Uh, it's only I think it's like thirty seconds or something. But they played it before Eurovision, which was amazing because it means I didn't have to watch it. Could watch the Doctor Who teaser, and then uh, <laughs> and then bugger off. Uh, that will upset my co-host as well. Actually, if Adam's listening. Um, he'll he'll hate that because one of his highlights um, of this time of year is to have a glass of wine, or in Adam's case, a bottle of wine on the sofa, enjoy Eurovision, and he he loves all that. So, um, but yeah, it was all good. So that's the theme of this month's round table. It's going to be breaking down the trailer, and if we've got time at the end, we'll we'll do some questions. We had a couple that's come through on the old Discord, so I might get to that. So, um, yes, I hope. All of our listeners are keeping well and safe, and you're enjoying the um, the little bit of downtime from from official Doctor Who. I think is the best way to put it. We've had very little in the way of news updates, really, other than the trailer, of course. And um, we've had no sort of official picks, nothing from Russell, really, nothing going on. It's been a few bits. If you dig deep enough, I'll, I'll leave it at that. If you if you dig deep enough throughout the socials and various um. Uh, I was going to say news groups then. I don't think they were a thing anymore, but forums and whatnot. You can find, you know, deets and stuff. But in the main, it's been very quiet. So I'm hoping you are doing something, Doctor Who, though. I know that um, Maria and um, Harry um, on our writing team, those guys are going through the the big epic rewatches at the minute. So that's pretty cool. And I know a couple of our listeners are, are also doing that, as well as a couple of peeps in the old Discord. So hopefully you're doing something something Doctor Who related. So before we crack on to the trailer breakdown, I'm joined by two of our writers this evening. First of all, Maria Kalitachu. How are you? How are you, darling? 
I'm good. Um, I've had a really busy day at work. So, um, yeah, I, I'm ready for this, actually. I think I need a chill kind of thing, and this is perfect for me. I've got my mini marshmallows. I've got my tea, so I'm all ready to go. But, um, yeah, no, I'm good. Um, I, I'm still doing my rewatch um, on Classic Who, my the William Hartnell rewatch. I do apologise because I did say I was going to do it weekly, but um, the last couple of weeks have been a bit manic, so I haven't quite managed to get there. But the next one will be the Time Meddler, so I'm going to put that out on Monday. Um, so I'm still going through the rewatch, and I absolutely love um, our our team. Um, obviously the last one that I watched was The Chase and we've just said goodbye to um, Ian and Barbara which was really sad Um, but I love their goodbye Um, so um, I'm really enjoying that I'm so glad that I said I was going to go through the William Hartnell era because you forget so much about it but um, yeah so that will be coming out on Monday Um, I'm looking forward to next uh, no this weekend I'm going to the Riverside um, Studios because we've got a screening of the Crusade and William uh, not William Julian Glover Julian Glover's going to be there and there's going to be some guests. So I'm really looking forward to that. So, um, and I believe, I think Jordan's coming as well. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm going. <laughs> so really looking forward to that. But yeah, I'm I'm good and I'm going to stop talking now. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Thank you very much, Maria. And Jordan, welcome, welcome to the May Roundtable. How are you? Hello. I'm, I'm all right. I've had a couple of months from hell, but I'm okay. I'm all right otherwise. So... I'm looking forward I can actually finally do one of these round tables again for like the first time in yonks it yonks. feels like <laughs> yeah. we've missed your um hello hello <laughs> missed it so yeah I'm glad you're doing well buddy and uh, yeah welcome back to um uh, anyone that's not uh, checked out any of Jordan's reviews on the website you're in for a treat if you've not done that yet so <laughs> if you head over to big blue box podcast.co.uk and you can see all of Jordan's Jordan specialises in, uh, like the other guys on the team, they will specialise in certain things like Maria does um, uh, alongside Big Finish reviews. She will do like um, event rundowns and reviews of when she's off to the BFI or Riverside or who events in general. She'll do like a huge post and break all that stuff down, which is awesome. And um, Harry and Matt, you know, and Mark, they do sort of more editorial pieces. Jordan specialises in big finish reviews and also book reviews. His book reviews are so good. And um, he's in the midst of a very, uh, a very epic uh, read through journey of the old, um, the old Virgin books, the old, the, the new Virgin. It's been adventures. quite a trip so far. Mm. It's been quite, <laughs> quite a, a very, very strange trip into a seventh doctor series that we could have had. I'm kind, I'm quite glad we didn't have, but you know, we could have had. We could have had, especially if we'd have had something as terrible as Sky Pirates was. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't even bring myself to review that one. I read that one. I was like, "Oh my god, I can't even, can't even bring myself to review it." Yeah, that was amazing. I'm not going to give too much away, but if you've not read that review yet, so Jordan reviews these books um, in double. So he will do two two books as a collective in one review, and um, (laughs) the first book was actually. looks really good um yeah i can't think what that first one was 
yeah, was it the, original sin. I think that original sin. One. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So that one, by all accounts, um, was really good. Um, original sin was um, uh, was by uh, Andy Lane, and yeah. you gave that a glowing review. That sounds really cool. That story. The second one, <laughs> Sky Pirates by Dave Stone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to give too much away, but just go and check out the review. It's hilarious. But, uh, uh, yes. So Jordan does all of the very cool Virgin book reviews as well as big finish and whatnot. So yeah, go and check out uh, all of his stuff over on the website. <laughs> um, okay. Before we crack on, uh, Maria wants to mention the recent Dwas convention that you guys went to. So uh, you guys went to that one as well. You guys are out and about a lot recently. It's awesome. How'd that go down? Go on, you go first, Jordan. Go on. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. I thought I thought it was um, it was really really good. Obviously, I, I liked I loved it last year, um, but I really really enjoyed this one. It was really really fun. Yeah, yeah. I think um, uh, the the guests that they had this year were really good. Um, you know, they had, a, they had, um, a really good, um, guest list. I mean, we've had, you've had people like, um, Louise Jameson, who's been before, but you also had, um, John Leeson, um, Stephen Moffat was there, um, which I think is, I, I'm not sure, but I think it's the first time he's been to a DeWass convention. Um, mm-hmm. They had uh, Fraser Hines, Wendy Padbury. Um, they had a, a lot of directors, writers. Um, so it, all in all, it was a really good um, event. And um, I'm writing, I will be doing an article on it, which is coming out very shortly. Um, but it was, it was quite special because they gave out um, a lot of awards they gave out four awards um, during the two two day convention, so it was actually really nice to see, you know, long standing uh, people that have been long standing um, within Doctor Who and have really contributed to it, you know, being acknowledged. So it was it was a really lovely event. Um, spent loads of money, but it was well worth it. Um, I have to be honest. Um, they they have um, opened now for next year, and they're changing venues, so it's actually going to be in Birmingham which I think is going to make it a bit more central for people to get to Um, because I think I think that was one of the things that um, uh, they mentioned that um, it was probably too southeast focused so it's going to be in Birmingham next year so hopefully um, you know that will be really good as well Um, but yeah we're already planning our kind of uh, trip there already so um yeah i just wanted to mention that because I, I thought it was a really good event and obviously because both jordan and i went there um you know i, I just thought it was worth a, a shout out because they do put on really good conventions um and it's it's a really welcoming welcoming environment um for whoever goes you know it's just you're, you're immersed in a lot of love for the show so i just wanted to mention that and we can say just how naughty Fraser Hines actually is as well. He was very, very naughty. <laughs> He'd, um, every five minutes, wouldn't it? There was, there was <laughs> wine in wine coolers going over to the table that he was on him and, um, him and Wendy Pabry. And, uh, we got to the Sunday night and they'd on the, on the Saturday night, they were looking at the receipts thinking we're not, 
there's there's money missing somewhere <laughs> though we haven't got and apparently he hadn't been paying for anything i don't know i don't know <laughs> if he thought the um the event was paying for it i don't know but yeah no he he came over rather sheepishly with his card on the sunday night but yeah. every five minutes there was a bottle of wine in of some description going over to that table <laughs> oh classic it reminds me of um reminds me of um Matthew Waterhouse when we went to one of the BFI <laughs> events and um <laughs> bless him uh he start we every time we saw him he had a, a glass of wine in his hand but oh he had a glass of wine in his hand when he was in the bar afterwards as yeah. well yeah and then every time that we saw him which was every sort of I don't know he walked past every 20 minutes or so or we just bumped into him um there was always just a little dribble of wine left in the in the glass, and the next time it was full again. And then the last time we saw him, this was about I don't know, ten p.m. He was just outside, sat on the floor on his phone with a glass of wine, still looking a bit. Worse he was uh, out of all the guests that we will get onto the trailer in a minute. Out of um, out of all the guests that were there, though, I think he was the one that I found the strangest. I. Hmm. It was a bit like trying to get I don't know if maybe he was offended I asked him to sign my cover of Earthshock I don't know you know maybe maybe he was a bit offended by that but I don't know it was he was a bit like trying to get blood from a stone when you were talking to him I don't everybody everybody else was quite happy to sit there and like chat for for a minute because you've got cues and cues of people but he was just like oh that's nice that's nice I'm like all right okay thank you Matthew bye and I'm sort of like okay you're you know I think I think sort of his reputation i think is a little bit mm. well earned uh, uh, of being a bit of an oddball bless him but mm, interesting yeah he he was sat at the bar on the saturday afterwards with a a few glasses of wine <laughs> i think he'd had by that point <laughs> yeah oh bless him we met we're actually really nice um i i mean robert Sherman. um was he actually, was he was lovely. And on the on the Saturday night when they did the auction, he was doing the kind of Anthea Turner. Is it Anthea Turner? Anthea Turner thing of kind of showing off all the all the auction mm. items, and um, he was having a lot of fun with that. And then, um, and one of the other nicest people was and actually Andrew Cartmel as well. Yeah, I mean, he was, he was kind of. He's lovely. I've met him before, and um, he he was just he was just such a nice person, um, you know. And you know, we had a we had a good chat about his era, and um, he was he was obviously there with his books as well. So I ended up buying my second copy of um, Script Doctor, um, but you can't have too many, can you? So. Um, yeah, he was actually really nice. They were they were all really good. And Annette Bad, Badland um, was yeah. actually really yeah. good, who played um, – she was in Boomtown as the – Yeah, oh, she God, was <laughs> Sabine. Sabine, yeah. So she was, she was there, and she's, she's actually really, really nice. And, so, you know, so – so agreeable you know obviously with some of these um actors you know it's not necessarily they don't necessarily do the convention circuit so you know when they're invited along to something like that you don't know what to expect you know whether they're going to be pleasant or kind of be a bit off but and she was absolutely lovely she was really nice so yeah all in all it was um it was a really great event um really great event um 
I think the the only downside would have probably been the queues around the block to kind of get autographs, but you know that happens at every every kind of event. But um, yeah, otherwise it was a you know it was a really good weekend. I think we I think we both came off on a high um, at the end of it. And yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it does sound like a very cool weekend guys and um so i think the next one um the next event outside of uh you mentioned the riverside one that's coming up i think it's the next one after that the bfi one that's sold out i don't want to annoy maria anymore on on this subject but i think there's um i think the spearhead from space so if anybody managed to get a ticket so that that we know then let us know how that went because we couldn't get one for love nor money so um yeah that'd be interesting to find out if you've got tickets uh for that. I'm not going to upset Maria though. I've, I've I've muted Maria because she's she'll go absolutely bonkers, and she's going bonkers right now. So I've muted her. So we don't need that on the round table. Because let me tell you, when Maria goes off on one, she goes off on one. So um, here we go. Oh no. Yeah, I'm a false ten gal. Once I once I'm really upset, you you you'll kind of know know that I'm coming. But no, seriously, um, uh, I I think I think the BFI are kind of missing a trick here, but really because they obviously sold out on that event really quickly because I wasn't able to log in in the morning straight away, so I kind of logged in about an hour afterwards, and it sold out already. So when I contacted the BFI, I kind of, you know, used my Twitter account for good, you know, for Doctor Who. Um, unfortunately, they said they didn't have any plans to do a second screening. But I know that people are disappointed when they can't go to these things, even if it's just a screening. You know, it's it's something that, you know, is going to be really popular. So I don't understand why the BFI wouldn't maybe have two screenings of it, because I'm sure that a second screening would would sell out as well you know there's a lot of disappointed people um that you know that can't get to the bfi um you know it's always a it's always a kind of frenzy when tickets open for doctor who i know that because i've you know i've experienced it with trying to get tickets for the blu-ray releases um and it's so hard you know there's so much disappointment when people can't go so you know i don't understand why they couldn't have put on a second screening, to be honest, because it's just a screening. You know, they, they could have done it over the weekend and maybe had a Saturday and a Sunday screening. Um, but that's my rant over. And, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm over it now, Gary. Really, I am. <laughs> She's not. She's absolutely not. <laughs> I can assure you of that. Jordan's miffed as well. But he's not saying it. That's cool. More reserved. I would have just been interesting to have seen it in black and white. To mm. see Spearhead from Space in black and white. I, that would have been quite interesting. Mm. But I, I I do agree with Maria. I don't under even like the, the Blu-ray events. I know they're sort of like exclusive things, but I don't understand why you couldn't have a Saturday and a Sunday showing. Obviously I know the Blu-ray things you've got like the guests and stuff that go. Um yeah. But I mean, even no, if you had one day where the guests went and then the other day was sort of more like a, a cinema screening of it. But yeah, it, it is a bit a bit strange because there's been a few of those BFI events that I know have just sold out like that. Mm-hmm. So, I th- yeah, I think maybe they um, 
I know they're supposed to be exclusive, but maybe they need to sort of think that, you know, there are other people who would like to see it as well. I read you. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think while the BFI are still selling out showings of Doctor Who, they're not going to change anything really. I think the danger of putting it over, over two nights is that they won't sell the entire screening out over two nights. So while they're still, you know, because it is definitely sold out, every seat's pretty much gone. Which is weird, though, because when you get into the screening for those BFI events that are sold out, there's still about two dozen seats just empty. There's probably, um, there's bound to be the odd person that can't make it for whatever reason it doesn't show, but I can't imagine there's that many. So I'm wondering why there's still plenty of seats. I I think what they must... I think what they must do is they I think they obviously sell the seats um, early to the patrons and they probably there's probably a selected amount that obviously the guests that are coming. Um, but you're right, there are seats that are empty when you go in there, which is a really frustrating, you know, and you know, because I'm sure that they could fill those fill those seats no problem. Um, I was just gonna mention, I I don't know if um if people are aware, but um the Riverside Studios were recently um, there was a, a threat on the Riverside Studios that they might need to close. I think the I think the organisation that runs them um, has run into financial trouble. So um, I know that um, the Riverside Studios are meant to be open until August. So you know I'm hoping that they've obviously had a cash injection down there. But it would be really sad to lose that um, building. You know it's quite iconic. You know I'm I just think the you know, it's it's got a fantastic view down there on, you know, on the river in Hammersmith and the history behind it. It would be such a shame if, you know, if it wasn't saved um, as a as a as a going going concern, really. Yep. Totally read you on that. Um, yeah. And it's also a tricky one because. Um, let's face it, the world of classic Doctor Who doesn't really pull in the same mass kind of what's the best way to put it class classic doctor who is a more niche a more yes absolutely right jordan yeah it's a bit more of a, a niche kind of offering to to the general sort of geek public i think whereas modern doctor who um i, I think is a bit more i don't know it just spans a few more age ranges and you know especially younger viewers um anyway let's not tumble down that rabbit hole because we haven't spoken about the trailer yet but it's been awesome to get your guys thoughts on on that stuff there it's um uh, i think probably i'm not sure what event is coming after the spearhead from space one at the bfi have no clue yet but uh we keep saying it all the time but we all need to get tickets and do the big blue box meetup at one of these events and and do that stuff so we'll do that but uh yeah so listener there's your rundown on the the events that are happening in the uk at the minute and the huge huge upset that's been caused a huge rift uh within the team about tickets not being available etc so we'll move on from there right yo let's crack on let's do the old uh let's do the trailer breakdown i was going to do the whole before we get on to that make sure you're following subscribing i'll do that at the end because we've waffled for long enough let's crack on now the new trailer that dropped as i said the other day before eurovision and it was a i guess you could class it as a trailer it's more teasery rather than a trailer of sorts uh it's only 30 seconds but it does give us 
two important things really in my opinion and I'll I'll jump straight to you guys in a second but um the first important thing it gave us was the the episode titles of the three specials that are going to drop which is very cool and then it also gave us a, a slightly closer look at just what is going on between Donna and the 14th doctor which we can safely call him now or them now so they um yeah so that's the first thing so the 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 three episode titles and uh before we get on with, with the what you actually see in the trailer i want to get your your thoughts on these titles because uh, they do sound pretty cool and one thing that a lot of people have picked up on which is so awesome is when you see the titles of the episodes they're playing on the old classic sort of early days rtd graphics you know the old kind of uh, the old school vortex with the glowy orangey reds and one of them's blue and whatnot. Uh, it's very, very cool. So um, that's all awesome. And then the titles are, the first one, episode one or special one, is The Star Beast, which sounds interesting. The second one is called Wild Blue Yonder. And the third one is called The Giggle, which I know Maria likes. I, I, I just got a feeling that Maria likes it. So let's crack on with the trailer then. Opening shots, guys. Let's go up to the first episode reveal, which is the Star Beast. This is where we see uh, the Doctor out in the street um, with... He's looking very pensive, looking across. He's noticed something. It's like a nighttime shot. And then it cuts to to a, what could potentially be a really important line from Donna, which is... Um, why has this face come back uh, to say goodbye? And then we see the crashing spaceship and the Doctor standing next to Rose, not Rose Tyler, but um, a different Rose. And then we see some new aliens. We see um, the Wrath Warriors, uh, which is a very cool name. And then we're into um, uh, the ident for that first episode. So straight off the bat then, guys, that first 10 seconds, what did you think to that? Jordan, what do you reckon, dude? I think it, it looks really good. I know it's, um, I mean, the Star Beast was a comic strip from, uh, back then it was Doctor Who Weekly, what's now Doctor Who magazine. Um, so I think it's quite it's quite cool that he's, that Russell T. Davis is doing like an adaptation of something from the expanded media. Um, but I'm just in, I'm just very interested to see what he's doing I know, I know David Tennant and Catherine Tate said in one of the tweet along things that they wanted to come back, but I'm, I'm just sort of really looking forward to seeing why he's chosen those two to come back. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, because you would have thought that the, the, the way that that, those characters were written, uh, as we approach the sort of the twilight era of, of, of tenants, um, that you know twilight portion of his era they they did quite nicely write that off and cap it off quite nicely with the whole um the the doctor you know donna being part-time lord and the doctor having to wipe her mind completely and if she ever remembers exactly who he is and and dives into that that part of her memory then it'll i think the doctor puts it her mind will will, will fry or something and she'll die and and all that so that was a quite a nice way i thought to to um to wrap that little portion of the Doctor Donna era off, and sometimes we'll see how this plays out in the specials. But sometimes, in some TV shows, writers have a tendency to always 
have an open ending sort of leave things with a big open ending so that if the series gets renewed or there's a comeback down the line or a spin-off or something they don't have to they they don't have to push some sort of big reset button or to find some convoluted way to bring characters back they always try and leave it with this sort of open-ended thing unless they're killing off characters you know completely and, and definitely but when characters are just said goodbye to or they they leave the show for whatever reason they don't write themselves into a corner whereas i feel like with with donna's run at the end not that they intentionally wrote it into a corner but it was just a very it was very much a yeah an end an end yeah. to you know that whole thing so it will be interesting to see like you said jordan what's the what's the rationale behind uh behind these two but like we said many times and uh some people agree some people don't but like you said many times we do trust in in rtd and his uh and his capabilities to write for doctor who so we'll see how this plays out but uh maria what did you think to the first portion of this trailer then um with, with just seeing those two and and rose and the the wrath warriors and etc uh, well, I, I loved the way it actually was cut together because it it kind of it kind of um, ramped up a little bit of excitement, you know, for the specials. So um, visually, I, yeah, I thought it was very good. I mean, originally when I saw the title um, Star Beast, I I wondered if it was a reference to the Star Whale, um, but I realised obviously. You know, it's based on the old comic um, from the Doctor Who Weekly uh, magazine, which I which I haven't read, but um, it's it's interesting. I like the look of the the is it the wraiths that have got those kind of bulbous eyes. I mean, um, that actually looks really interesting. Um, yeah, I think visually they look they look really interesting. I mean. Uh, I, I like the fact that it's there's things happening at night as well, which kind of adds a bit of um, a bit of tension to things. Um, but yeah, it looks looks really exciting. It does feel a bit comic book, I suppose. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what that first episode is like. I think are they an hour, they're an hour longer specials, aren't they? So um, yeah, no, that's really interesting. And I think, as Jordan says, it's interesting that RTD has you know gone back to um a comic book um character and kind of re reinvigorated it for the tv series so yeah that'll be interesting it's kind of melding those um different media together so that's quite quite exciting yes yeah and um just to give our our listener a little bit of context on this the the comic book strip that we're referring to was called Doctor Who and the Star Beast, or sometimes it's just called the Star Beast, of course. But it was um, back in Doctor Who Weekly. It was, I think, it was the fourth or the fifth comic book strip that was um, posted in uh, back then. But it was way back. It was um, this is nineteen eighty, uh, the year I was born, incidentally. So that doesn't make me feel old at all. But yeah, it was. Um, but there's a there's a couple of. We, we don't know how far Russell has dived into that comic book strip, but, but we know of two things that have that have popped up in the series from that. So the first one we've mentioned, which is the Wrath Warriors, which is the kind of insectoid-looking uh, creatures with big rail, um, red bulbous eyes and stuff. And the other creature, which we'll come on to, I'm sure, in a little bit, is Beep, which is um, one of the Meep uh, uh, species. So Beep the Meep. Um, so he's back, which is the little Furby-looking uh, gizmo thing. 
<laughs> with the big eyes. So we'll come on to him. So that's a, a bit of context, listener. If you've not, if you're not aware of the old classic comic book uh, uh, strips that went out in um, Doctor Who Weekly many, many moons ago, that's what we're referring to, which uh, Russell seems to have dived into a little bit. So um, after we get the, and it's interesting in this first portion of the teaser as well because um, it focuses very much on um, on on Donna. Um, and not so much the uh, the 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 villains of the um, of the story so much. So we only get a very very quick look at the Wrath uh, Warriors uh, after that first ident reveal, the Star Beast. We then crack on to um, a, a very small little segment. Again, this is only sort of nine ten seconds in between that and the next um, uh, episode title, which is called Wild Blue Yonder. And really, um, we just get Donna. Um, who's kind of flee you know she's freaking out a little bit she's obviously again we're not sure on this bit within the timeline of the episode how much donna knows about the 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 person she's with whether she has remembered him at this point and the doctor's found a way to stop her mind from imploding or whatever or she's she still views him as a total stranger but she's kind of gone along in this um sort of adventure with him but she's freaking out a little bit and then the doctor's trying to fix something and um and it's kind of got this kind of uh glitchy um effect over the top that says redacted and whatnot so what do you reckon to this little segment maria this little um this little bit here because uh, it's really interesting because there's been some some chatter on the twitter and so on that the set that they're on in this bit looks a little bit like matt smith's tardis or one section of it that we've seen in the past. Now, I didn't get that. I didn't get that vibe at all, but uh, it's probably nothing. But um, an interesting little bit there, because the Doctor's obviously tinkering away trying to fix something, and Donna is freaking out while he's doing that. Did that remind you of sort of old-school um, Donna Noble freaking out and while the Doctor's trying to concentrate? <laughs> um, yeah, I, th- I think so. I mean, you can definitely see the... Um, old Donna, the the pre pre Doctor Donna, um, there, you know, with that kind of um, exterior that she has, that kind of hard exterior. So um, that must have been fun, actually, for Catherine Tate to play. I would imagine, um, you know, playing that kind of more abrasive kind of Donna. Um, I, yeah, I didn't get I didn't get a sense of. Um, that the doctor was in was in a TARDIS when he was when he was doing as you say that tinkering. I kind of it obviously looks like some kind of um, uh, you know some kind there's some kind of machinery there that he's obviously trying to trying to sort out. But yeah, I didn't I didn't get a sense of the TARDIS. I mean, it, I mean that that's an actually an interesting thing to think about. Um, you know, the fact that we've obviously got a a different incarnation of the doctor now. Um, of the 14th so does that mean that the TARDIS interior has changed as well or you know is there something going on um around that because I think normally when you get a new doctor you normally get a new TARDIS interior so um yeah uh, I mean it's very 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 brief clip so it's difficult to kind of get too much from it I'm, I'm intrigued by the title um the wild blue yonder uh I mean these these titles are not you know, they're not your standard kind of titles, are they? They're very kind of mysterious and kind of not giving too much away. So, um, yeah, I'm intrigued by that. Yeah, and you make a very good point yeah. there as well, Maria, in um, 
we do typically get, we do typically sorry get a new um tardis definitely a new tardis interior with a new doctor and that does make sense as well because this incarnation of david tennant's doctor has got a new outfit or costume whatever you want to call it so that would kind of make sense if it's a a whole new unique um uh, incarnation as we suspect it is um in whatever kind of weird multiverse thing that is going on one would assume that it's a completely different doctor so yeah that makes sense jordan what do you reckon to this bit because this is the most intriguing bit to me because it's the shortest part in between the two title reveals but it also covers up a lot with the the sort of video glitching effect and, and everything so it looks cool though it's it sort of feels like maybe this is the one that russell J. davis is trying to keep sort of the most secret because there's not a lot of things in the trailer for it um so maybe maybe there is something that's gonna happen in it you know it is it is the 60th anniversary so i wouldn't be surprised if other doctors came in i did i i did see people as people inevitably do on twitter complaining that rusty davis is sort of going to make the 60th uh celebration about his era um but i don't think you you think the star beast was a fourth doctor comic so yeah. I don't, I don't think that it's going to be a celebration of just the tenant era. Um, it'd be interesting to see if that was. I think it's just a, a spaceship. They're on a spaceship, and that's you know he's probably trying to stop it from crashing or or doing something. Um, but if it was like Matt Smith's TARDIS, I think as a sixtieth, it might be quite interesting if maybe they're going through the different TARDIS interiors. So, you know, maybe he wasn't, maybe Jodie was supposed to turn into Shooty Gatwa straight away. Someone's interfered and he's gone back to being David Tennant again. The TARDIS sort of can't keep up with, with where he is, with where the doctor is. So it's sort of trying to bring all the interiors and we'll get, maybe this, the, the three specials will end in sort of William Hartnell's, TARDIS interior mm. which if some of the leaked photos that have been doing the rounds on Twitter of Shooty Gatwa's TARDIS mm. are going to be true then it might possibly make sense for it to be sort of you go back to sort of William Hartnell's TARDIS I don't know um, but yeah I think that's that's mm. probably a spaceship he's trying to crash but I think this is the one that, that Russell Davis is trying to keep the most secret yeah yeah it does it does feel that way um because the theme in the first segment that we spoke about was when they're 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 out at night somewhere and they see a spaceship that's crashing that is crash landing it's going through the sky and when we see any shots of donna in that opening segment she's wearing the same clothes as this bit so one with maybe all these things are from maybe all the stuff in this trailer is from the first episode yeah potentially yeah 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 it's a good shout so yeah that's an interesting bit and yeah right it seems like this is the little segment where that's a little bit mysterious yeah um okay cool and then when we go past that second um title reveal we're then into kind of the longest part of the teaser i say longest it's still only um you know a, a few seconds but we see a mr tenant doing the he's so good at those um those kind of 
longing stares, if you like. You know, he's got that he's got that amazing thing which uh, very good actors have this ability to act with their face without having to say anything. And David Tennant does that wonderfully as as the doctor where he's got this frowny sort of melancholy look on his face as he's looking at something and he's glancing over and again Donna's in the same area as this it's a, a daytime shot this one uh, but there's it cuts to him um, involved with um, the 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 character that's going to be um, uh, which we don't know the, the name of yet but it's Neil Patrick Harris's character um, this villain um and uh, and the the doctor, we can see him in in costume, in the top hat and tails and whatnot. He's sort of parading around the street, and then it's a very interesting shot with him dancing with the doctor in that same that same area. And and Don is there, and then it cuts to uh, which we think is um, uh, unit. So there's people in unit uniforms. They're in what looks to be like the new unit. Um, uh, base or head office whatever you want to call it and they're looking up at a big video screen and the the vibe of that scene is that i think the whoever neil patrick harris's character is he's tormenting the human race somehow there's like these very creepy um saw like character faces uh, up on the screen and he's trying to decipher what's going on there um and you know he's uh the doctor proclaims to unit you know the human race you know he's He's laughing at you, sort of thing, and uh, and then it cuts to the next one. So this is a cool little part of the teaser. It shows the you know the the villain in quite um, quite a good form, and also a little bit of unit, which is interesting because we knew that unit was coming back. So Jordan, what's uh, what are your thoughts on this bit? It looks it looks good. I'm not overly keen on the title of the giggle, but maybe. <laughs> Maybe that's. I mean, if it's the title, it's the title. But maybe he. Maybe it's that's not the title. That's just something he's come up with because the laugh is in the trailer. Um, but yeah, I think it looks good. I mean, this was these the scenes that were in that segment were the bits that they were filming on the street, and it was all over Twitter and and everything that they were filming. Um, um, but yeah, I mean. I'm pretty sure that Neil Patrick Harris is playing the Celestial Toymaker. I'm hmm. pretty sure that's who he's playing. Um, but yes, yeah, I, I liked the, um, the 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 sort of saw face. I'm assuming that's supposed to be like a ventriloquist doll thing on the on the screen because it sort of looks like David Tennant. Yes, yeah, we think so. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it sort of looks like a bit of like a like a ventriloquist doll, um, but yeah, no, I'm. I think that looks good. It's sort of is sort of that thing Rusty Davis does very well, where you sort of you're out in the street and there's just people running around and panicking and and whatever. It's it that feels very sort of RTD era. I don't think any other writers sort of done something like that where it sort of really felt like it's it's on Earth and everybody's flapping and panicking mm-hmm. yeah 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 there's also um some an interesting little tidbit around that part of the um this little teaser um how people got to do this and found this out i've no idea but um when you play some of the audio backwards <laughs> in this teaser um there's the sound that sounds exactly like 
Michael Goff's um, sort of uh, strangeness. Yeah, yeah, his strange laugh from the sexual toy maker. So it's probably, you're probably right, Jordan. And I think a lot of us have, have, are pointing in that direction as well. So yeah, interesting times on that one. Maria, what did you think to this part then? Because this is very cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like, I like the idea of, um, going into a different kind of realm. I mean, you can, you can kind of, you get a sense of obviously where you've got that character that's kind of dancing with the doctor that, you know, this is, this is something that is not in maybe this reality. And I I kind of like that idea of kind of strangeness and kind of transforming into something else. So, um, because you don't, you don't really get that a lot in Doctor Who I mean you had that with you had kind of weird things happening when you had the Dream Lord and things like that and I kind of I kind of like that kind of unsettling kind of atmosphere um so um yeah I'm looking forward to kind of seeing what that segment's all about I mean it it'll be quite interesting to see that with if you know if if Donna's in that in that kind of environment how she would kind of cope with it because um I, I remember when she was in um, the Vashta Narada story, the one that Stephen Moffat wrote, you know, how she kind of ended up in a different reality and how she coped with that. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what see what that's about. I mean, I am a bit kind of intrigued by the giggle, you know, I don't know, don't know if that's a, if, if, if that's a, if that's a creature, if that's a, a signal to, I don't know, to some kind of disaster or, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting kind of concept. I mean, I know there's that segment with Donna and she's reacting to some animated um, toys, I'm assuming. So I, I think Jordan's right. I think it obviously seems like it is the celestial toy maker um, okay. from everything that's yeah. kind of been, been sit, you know, been seen on screen. And, you know, he was obviously, in a different kind of realm, you know, when he was, uh, when he first appeared um, in the William Hartnell era. So, um, yeah, it should be, it should be a really kind of interesting kind of journey, you know, especially for the 14th Doctor, because I'm assuming there's going to be some kind of regeneration maybe at the end of, end of the three specials. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Who knows? I think, um, that part of it is the probably the biggest mystery out of everything. The things that we've spoken about um, in terms of the new villains, the new environments, the characters that are there. The, the biggest mystery, of course, is why this version of the Doctor is here in the first place and what happens to his his Doctor at the end. Is there a regen? We, we all assume that, uh, that this Doctor is going to regen into Shooty's Doctor, but that's not a given. That's not a... That's not an absolute thing, is it? That could be... Because that would make this very linear. This would make this a very... Um, uh, Jody's Doctor, who has regened into this Doctor. So that means that it, it doesn't seem at face value, at least, that this is any kind of weird MCU multiverse thing. This is just a, this Doctor is the next logical step for this character overall, for some reason. And then the the next linear option would be for this doctor to regen into Shooty's doctor but that's not um that's not a given though based on all the things and all the rumors and everything that we've heard over the last must be 
10 months to a year now around Russell leaning into that whole, yes, you know, Doctor Who is going to be a, a, a part of much, a, a much larger multiverse um, setting. So who knows? But that's, to me, that's the biggest mystery of everything is, of course, the characters and stuff, but why this Doctor, um, why this face, you know, as Donna said at the beginning of the teaser, why, you know, why this face? So who knows? Uh, but anyway, that takes us up to the that reveal of that episode. And then we have a very, very short ending part of it where Donna and Rose, again, not Rose Tyler, but Rose, um, are in a room somewhere or a shop and they see a pile of what looks like just innocent uh, stuffed toys. And Donna, one would assume that in this part of the story, she figures out that this particular um, stuffed toy looks a little bit too lifelike something's happening it's either a noise it's made or a little fidget or something and she's trying to figure out whether it's real or not and she leans over she pokes it in the eye and it gets very scared and jumps back and obviously donna does the same thing she's you know freaks out like she normally does uh to uh to, to the reaction and this of course is what we spoke about earlier this is beep um beep the meep uh from that comic book strip that we spoke about earlier looking I can't decide if if Beep looks cute or or terrifying. I, I'm, I'm, it's probably an equal measure. I'm not quite sure, but um, but this is a real nice little um, homage, actually, to some to some classic sci-fi. Anyone that's seen um, ET will know that there's a very classic shot of ET. It's almost framed exactly the same, where it's hidden amongst a bunch of toys and. It looks like one of the toys, but you know it's it's clearly not. So a lovely bit of, and that's the best. Um, in my opinion, that's how the best sci-fi is made. Really, it's kind of pilfers from other good sci-fi and whatnot. So, anyway, Jordan, what did you think to this last little bit with Meep? It's uh, well, sorry with Beep. Uh, it's do you find him or them to be cute or terrifying? Uh, I'm a bit like you. I think there's there's going to be cute and terrifying, but in equal measure because <laughs> I, th- I think that's probably going to be why he's so dangerous is everybody's like oh look he's so cute and then he'll like rip your face off um <laughs> but yeah. i mean never in a million years did i think we'd be saying the words beep the meep is going to be on television you know uh, funny enough i i was around one of my friends the other day and he said jordan who is beep the meep <laughs> and i'm <laughs> having to explain who this really 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 obscure doctor who character is um i'm glad you said about the et thing because that's i noticed that i was like oh that's when he's trying to hide in all the toys and he's you know um and i mean the bit where donna pokes pokes him in the eye that's you know and she's like what the hell you know that's i was that was when i thought i was like ah there's the donna that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that, that we remember there's the donna that we remember <laughs> yeah no i yeah she um catherine tate never never disappoints when she's doing that kind of of donna reaction um yeah the the the, the funniest she really set the tone i think in her first episode you know when she agrees to go traveling with the doctor and he has to carry all of her cases and they're outside the TARDIS and she's doing the whole, you know, you want a mate, you know, not with me space, you know, that kind of um, reaction really set the tone for her character. And she does that stuff so well. And it's, um, it's a similar vibe with this bit. So 
Um, same question to you, Maria, with Beep the Meep. Do you find this little fella cute or uh, nightmare fuel? Uh, well, when I, when I first saw it, I kind of thought gremlins. So I kind of thought it's going to be a destructive little creature. It's going to look cute on the outside, but you know it's got a devil inside it and um, and it's going to be hell to get rid of it. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be trouble with a capital T. I see. Okay. And um, uh, overall then, just to cap your thoughts off before we wrap up and, and do a couple of quick questions, um, Maria, what are your thoughts on this teaser trailer? Is it giving you enough to give you that feeling of oh my god i can't wait until november for when this lands or are you hoping for at least another teaser in between then um i'm i'm excited for what i've seen i'm not i'm not itching for more at the moment i will probably change my mind as we get nearer to the anniversary and nearer to the autumn i think at the moment it has satisfied my curiosity um and it's made me look forward to kind of what's coming um yeah i mean they could bring more they could bring more on i think what's clever is they've given you enough just to kind of whet your appetite but not enough so that you you know what's going to happen and i i love that i love the kind of mystery of it all and and you know and you've got two familiar characters that you know have well in donna i would say um and we know um bernard cribbins is in there somewhere you know you you've got familiar characters coming back so it's quite exciting yeah um i I mean if they want to release more uh you know i would love that but at the moment um it's it's just enough it's like russell knows how much to give you to kind of keep you happy i mean this is kind of a real turnaround isn't it from what we had with chris Chibnall because we've got hardly anything with him and um, you know and I think that was to the detriment of the series because you know you need something to kind of keep you interested so you know this is keeping me interested definitely Cool 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 and um, a similar question to you Jordan has this satisfied your your hunger for, for content within the next one or would you be happy with some more teasers between now and when it lands? I think for now, I'm, I'm, you know, satisfied. I think that he's he's shown enough. I'm hoping as it gets closer, we'll obviously get sort of a proper trailer or you know other sort of teaser trailers. And is that I think that'll happen as it gets closer. I I do I remember reading in an issue of Doctor Who magazine, Rusty Davis saying that it's all been meticulously planned all the the sort of the trailers and I, I even you know we know who most of the cast members are going to be now for shooting atlas series because they've announced quite a lot of them um and i think it probably is to try and get that excitement back again for dog two which you know now that i've had time away from jody's era I sort of, I was sort of looking back and I'm thinking, actually, I think I, I enjoyed it more than I thought I did, but I didn't like the fact that there wasn't the, any, any sort of trailers or anything like that. There wasn't any excitement building around it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that Russell has obviously decided that he's going to do is really, really try and build up the excitement for it. So I think this is enough for now, but I'm hoping 
as we get closer, we'll get a little bit more. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you guys. I think um, I, I think that the danger with wanting too much is that you, you fall into the age-old trap that's been around for for decades and decades. You know, when you've, you're looking forward to um, either... It, it happens mostly with movies, but um, when you're looking forward to something and then you see the trailer and you realise that most of the, the stuff that's enjoyable in the film was in the trailer. So I think um, as much as it would be cool to... to, to um, of course, we appreciate the 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 content that flows out of of the BBC and and whatnot while Russell is in charge it's a it's obviously a one eighty compared to to Chibnall we do we don't want to fall into that trap do we where um you know that that we get too much because then the, the the episodes just you know you're watching the episode and you're like oh yeah we've seen all this bit in the trailers let's just get to the good stuff and then it kind of detracts a little bit so I think I'm in the same boat as you guys it's 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 very cool for now and I'm enjoying the sort of drip feed. Of little bits, I do have a feeling that probably um, September, October time, I reckon we'll get a, another one, another teaser, uh, or maybe a minute trailer, something like that. But yeah, it's all good so far. Okay, so that's the trailer breakdown and, and our thoughts as we go through each segment of that, and our thoughts on the um, the three special titles and whatnot. All looks and sounds very, very good. Thank you very much for um, for uh, sticking with us as we go through that. Before we wrap up, uh, as we do on these roundtables, we head over to our Discord and ask those guys if they've got any questions. We'll do a quick Q- uh, Q&A at the end. So the first one comes in from Doc Haunt that said, ask, sorry, I want to ask, with RTD2, I love that, you know, that's so cool. RTD2. RTD2. Do you think he'll take uh, to a series featuring old and new monsters or do a series 11 with all new monsters? So I think um, we've partially answered some of that in the in the teaser breakdown and and uh, and everyone seen that that uh, of course we've mentioned that he's bringing back some characters from very very old Doctor Who material. So there's some very old um, aliens and monsters that are going to make a return there. In terms of the the actual series proper, when we get to Shooty's Doctor and and onwards, whether they'll they'll have old uh, new monsters or just crack on with brand new stuff like they did with Series Eleven. Um, before we get to these guys, I think very quickly for me, I I I think we'll have both. I think we'll have a slew of of new monsters and aliens to get our teeth into. And I also think that uh, I think Russell's just he's too much of a, a Doctor Who fan before he's a, a maker of television and Doctor Who. So I think because of that, he'll just however much he'll get resistance to that. I think he will in, in, inevitably bring back older, older monsters. He's too much of a fan of, of all of Doctor Who, especially the classic stuff to just you know, ignore that. So, um, yeah, I think we'll have both. What do you reckon, Maria? Do you reckon of for Shooty's um, proper series and everything, we're going to have new stuff or old and new? Uh, I I think you're right. I think there will be a mix of old and new. I think, um, Russell is too much of a fan of classic who, um, to risk kind of doing a series complete with, without kind of referring back to to classic who 
Um, I, I think I, I think it would be um, a real risk if he did if he did do that. I mean, Chris Chibnall tried it um, with Jodie's first series, and I, I don't think it worked entirely. I think Russell is a is a bit kind of smarter than that. He knows he's got to appeal to lots of different audiences and obviously bring people back to the show that maybe have drifted away. So I think I think he will do a mix of both. Um, I, I've heard rumours that Stephen Moffat is writing um, for Shooty's first um, series, which is interesting. I did try and probe when he was there at the... Um, the, the West Convention, but he kept stum and he didn't say anything. Um, I did try. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I think he would do a mix of both. Um, I, I mean, it, you know, obviously when he, when Russell um, brought back the series, he started with the Autumns. So I, I think he loves, he loves classic Who too much not to, to ignore it completely. Yeah. Good shout. Yeah. Same thoughts on that. And Jordan. Yeah, I agree. I think I think he will I think it'll be predominantly new monsters, a bit like Christopher Eccleston's series. Um but no, I think we'll get we'll get some old monsters back. I don't know who, but maybe we'll have like the invasion of the Zarbi or something like that, maybe, you know, but because we all know how much Adam loved the Web Planet, you know, maybe <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> maybe yeah. Russell's been listening and is quickly writing invasion of the zarbi or something like that but yeah no i think i think we'll get a, a mixture of both and i think it'll be nice to see some old monsters mm, come back yeah. old monsters to face the new doctor yes yeah and that's um that's a very very cool thing that big finish did a few years ago there's a couple of box sets that they did called i think it was old doctors new monsters which was the other way around uh which was a really cool concept so yes yeah good stuff um okay and um Yes, Mary. He wants to, um, yeah, he wants the villains to come back, of course. Um, okay, and the final question, which is from uh, somebody that works here, actually, Matt, one of our writers, Matt. He says, uh, he asks, if you were stuck on a desert island with the Doctor and no TARDIS, which Doctor would you pick, and why? Now, before we get to the your guys' answers, uh, somebody else in the Discord has hopped on. Um, Andrew one three two said, I would pick seven. He says the why. Uh, I guess is to me, I felt like the new era, uh, it felt like the new era within classic Who. Cartmel did some real reimagining of Doctor Who. RTD picked up the story and ran with it. And also survival gave us Bernice Summerfield. So yes, um, my my heart did a little jump and a little skip when I saw some love for Seven there because uh, yeah, Seven's my fave classic doctor. So um uh but I'm gonna go to you guys first though while I think about this. So Jordan, put you on the spot immediately. Desert Island, no TARDIS, which doctor and why? I I'd probably say <laughs> like the third doctor. Because oh. he could make some device out of like sand and something like that. You know, and a unit helicopter would come over and we'd be rescued. So <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I, I would probably say the third Doctor. Okay, for his um, invention skills, right? He's yeah. tinkering. So sand, yeah. something to do with water and sunlight, equal yeah. glass. He's, yeah, he'd invent something or other, and um, and we'd be all right then. Yeah, <laughs> I read you. Yeah. Um, yeah, palm trees, wood, coconuts, 
sand i read you Sounds as like- long as the master's not around we'll be all right yes of course <laughs> okay maria desert island no tardis witch doctor uh, Jordan kind of stole my thunder there because I would have said the third as well because he was always a gadget man, wasn't he? And he was always making something and, you know, he loved his, um, uh, his, what do you call them? <laughs> his his um, cars and boats and anything with speed. So, you know, I don't think we'd be stuck on a desert island for too long. Um, if I can't, be stranded with the third doctor it would probably have to be probably yeah probably sylvester's um seventh doctor um he he probably wouldn't drive me as mad as the sixth doctor who's got a bit of a temper on him um and he's not as alien as the fourth doctor so yeah i'd probably go for the seventh doctor there's something kind of quite there's something quite reassuring about him in between all the mysterious stuff. He's quite a, um, can I say he's a sympathetic doctor? I think he can. I think he, he's more sympathetic than some. So I'd probably go for the seventh. Um, new era would be more difficult. I think I don't know if I could pick a new era doctor. So it would be, yeah, it'd have to be a classic one. So if not the third, then the seventh. Interesting. Yeah. My, my gut, initially went to the seventh doctor of course but i think whipping those bloody spoons out every five minutes i think i'd i'd throw him in the ocean after a little while so yeah but just for the lovable nature and the and the good humor and and laughs i think yeah seven uh new era would probably be would probably be chris eccleston and i'll tell you why because He'd have nowhere to run, no excuses. He'd have to answer the question as to why he's not coming back to appear on TV in Modern Doctor Who. They were just—he'd have no avenue. He'd either have to try and swim, but then it's probably shark infested. No Tardis to get away. So, like Chris, let's just get this out of the way early. We could potentially be here for weeks and months. Let's just—I'm going to ask you every hour, every day. So let's just get it out of the way now. Sort yourself out. Why are you not coming back? Let's get over that hump. And then when we're rescued, he'll be back on the TV. Yeah, that's a bit weird, but I'd probably do that. Yeah. I will just say, with, with um, the third Doctor, I'm not too sure how much work we would actually get done because he likes a good bottle of wine. Now, I like a good <laughs> bottle of wine. <laughs> so <laughs> true, I, true. I think we might be a little bit too paralytic to actually get anything done. <laughs> um <laughs> But, you know, that'll be, that'll be fine. It'll be fine. But, yeah, he likes a good bottle of wine, so do I. He can just so. spend the whole time smashed. And just, yeah. <laughs> it probably wouldn't matter if the Master of the Sea Devils came up because we'd be too out of it. Yeah, true. Oh, but, nice. um, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I did think about food when I thought of the, th- of the Third Doctor. And, um, you know, being a... Being a Greek person, you know, food's really important. So, you know, having somebody to kind of share that, the wine, the cheese, um, anything else that he could rustle up, really, um, fish, I'm sure, or anything that, you know, that we could catch, I, I'm sure we would we would enjoy it. It would be a feast, I think. Very true. Very true. Okie dokie. So, questions then answered. That was a good one, Matt, actually. 
yeah and doc Haunt, thank you very much guys for asking your questions and uh right i think with your guys permission we'll wrap there for the may round table Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for tuning into the Big Blue Box, which has been absent for a few weeks. And uh, the reasons for that is very simple. We're on hiatus at the moment, as myself and Adam sort our our very busy schedules out and so on. Uh, we're going to have a bit of a summer break, actually. So we won't be back until September, so only a couple of months prior to the specials landing. But you get an entire summer off from listening to us waffle. However, these roundtables will continue to roll uh, each and every month so that's going to be good so this may roundtable was uh, all about the recent teaser that dropped so thank you very much for sticking with us as we gave you our thoughts on that some really interesting stuff as always from this talented bunch so thank you very much on the next roundtable next month um, we will we will see what we'll talk about then if i can't see another teaser dropping in the next month maybe who knows but uh, yeah we will pick a theme and we'll dive into that and uh, whoever's on here from the writing team uh, we will dive in and do all that stuff in the meantime make sure you are following and subscribing so you won't miss the monthly episodes at the moment as they'll land in your podcast app of choice just do a search for the big blue box or head over to the website big blue box podcast at code uk you can read all the articles on this lot and listen for free we're on the socials too and we have a free discord server hop in there and chat doctor who with other who fans maria thank you very much it's been cool to chat to you as always Thanks, Gary. It's been great to be a part of the roundtable. Thank you. Cool. And Jordan, thank you very much as always, buddy. Oh, thank you. I've really enjoyed myself. (laughs) (laughs) Good, 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 good. Right. Until next time, take care of yourselves. And remember... uh... Uh...